What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Underground Stars Season 2, and today I am here with... Torex. Uh, I am a 15-year-old producer based right out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I make everything from hyper-pop to trap metal to... Uh, I actually do a lot of EDM as well. Dropping an album this December that's going to be uh, exclusively EDM, so I'm super excited for that. I've been working on that for over a year, and then... Uh, I've been producing as a whole for probably three or four years now, if I had to guess. I don't know exactly how long, but that's my best estimate. That's crazy. That's, uh, I mean, that's a lot of genres, honestly. That's crazy. So, yeah. I mean, let's just get right into it. So, how did you, what was like the first kind of genre that you started producing? Uh, first genre I started making was just standard trap mm -hmm. beats because, uh, one day I just came home from school and for some reason I wanted to start making music. So I just went to YouTube and looked at some busy works beats tutorials mm -hmm. and loaded up like uh, I went and downloaded the trial version of FL and then I didn't have any drum kits or anything. So I was just using stock dramas, stock everything, everything sounded garbage. <laughs> and then I just fell in love with it and just started working to get better at it. And then I expanded like my skill into focusing a lot on mixing mm -hmm. and then once i got good at that i finally felt confident enough to start dabbling in edm and from there it's just got been uphill and been tons of fun that's uh what what's your kind of favorite genre to make right now uh, i would say right now either uh death step or trap metal are my two favorites right now what's death step i'm getting uh death step it's a super super aggressive version of dubstep mm -hmm. um I've got a few songs coming out next year that are de uh, Death Step. Um, don't have anything right now that I can uh, publicly share, but uh, I'm going to be making a ton of it next yeah. year. That's like my thing next year. It's going to be a lot more trap metal and a lot of Death Step and stuff like that. Yeah. That's just the name of it sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's something. But, uh, I mean, tell me about the album. I saw, it's called, uh, I had the name. I literally, I saw it 10 minutes ago. Ozone. Ozone, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, um, that album, it's my first, like, official debut mm -hmm. album with, uh, EDM. I've already dropped a single, Lost Control. Um, that one, like, I, I had, like, eight or ten songs that were going to be on Ozone. Mm -hmm. And that was the one at the time that I really liked was Lost Control, so I went ahead and released it uh, just to kind of get that out there so people knew what my sound was going to be for the album. Yeah. Um, because this album is a lot more melodic, and it's entirely future-based, yeah. so it's a lot more uplifting, melodic, versus Death Step, which is aggressive and distorted. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been working on this album for almost... I would say just over a year. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's taken me like, cause I, it's taken me a long time, but like uh, some of the songs I've remade and redone multiple times. Like I know one song is on like it's fourth complete redo. Yeah. Um, and just from getting better at making EDM, I've uh, dropped a lot of songs that were going to be on the album. Mm -hmm. So the final track list is only five songs. But I still am incredibly proud of this project and can't wait for it to drop. Yeah, that's uh, that's 
honest like dropping like your very first like body of work just in general yeah. is such a cool feeling such so like it's just a proud yeah. moment yeah definitely i'm excited for it to drop because it's like it's finally out there all that work is finally gonna pay mm-hmm. off but i'm also nervous because i don't want it to flop and it's it's just a ton of mixed emotions yeah. like me dropping this so um i i think this episode this episode goes up friday if i'm not mistaken okay i want i can double check that that's what's so cool without without the uh the visual part i can like look at my computer and like look stuff up yeah without yeah. having to like worry about if it's like covering anybody or anything right let me see i want to say it goes up friday okay the, okay it goes up the 14th so that's actually my parents anniversary oh, no that's way. funny yeah right, so it goes up to 14th what day is it today's the same okay so it goes so up in, in a week okay so by the right. time this is up we're gonna have the official underground stars website up and that's cool what i am including in that is like a new release radar kind of like a page that like shows like what's coming out what's that so i'm definitely gonna have this album on there thank you man 100 i'm gonna listen to it i'm gonna have it there and i'll let you know how it is thank you bro but i mean that's that's honestly really cool having all those different genres having like experience in all those different genres and everything yeah do you think that has like just kind of enhanced like how you work how like you want to incorporate different like genres in a single like beat or a single song or do you kind of keep them separate yeah doing edm has personally in my opinion made me better in every area of producing Mm -hmm. because before starting to really make edm i always thought my mixes sucked uh i was never confident in my melodies i just didn't know what i was doing Mm -hmm. and i could never make a good melody for the life of me but with edm which is a lot more focused on really clean mixes and there's way more melodic than just regular beats it kind of forced me to get good at that stuff fast because i i intentionally sorry i originally intended to have this album out in uh september but i had to delay it because it just wasn't ready Mm -hmm. um i was thinking it was going to be pushed off till late 2021 but i ended up getting it finished faster than i anticipated um, but it just helped me overall get a better understanding of mixing, mastering, dynamics, um, music, theory, chord progressions, and everything in between. Yeah. So I just think in a general sense, I'm a lot better at producing, and that helped my versatility because understanding how to produce thoroughly uh, makes it to where – because m- my friends always say that even if I've never produced a genre before, I can go listen to a few mm-hmm. songs of it and make it. Um, which I think is has helped me a lot when my friends ask me for a certain type of beat, I can just I'll be like, okay, give me a few yeah. days and I'll go make it. Because my Death Step songs that are coming out 2021, I really really like, and everyone says that they sound really good. Um, and I, before making those, I hadn't listened to any Death Step. Mm-hmm. Like I knew the general idea, but I literally watched one YouTube video on it and then just went and made yeah. it. And I mean, do you do that for like most of like the stuff that you want to make? You just kind of take spend uh, a day like yeah, look it up, listen to it, and then just go from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usually 
how I go about learning a genre. And then if it's something that's like, if it's a genre that I know I really want to make for longer, mm-hmm. um, I'll actually spend time to find artists of that genre that I like and actually listen to the, to the music of how it's mixed, sound selection, sound design, that kind of stuff. Because that's what I did for trap metal, and uh, I definitely feel that trap metal is my best genre that I can make. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I've been, that's like out of everything I've ever focused on, aside from EDM, I do feel like trap metal is like the one thing that I'm really, really good yeah. at. Yeah. And what do you think is like your favorite, like your just your favorite genre in general? Favorite genre in general is either future bass or trap metal, one of the two. Like. I like to produce music I really, really like mm-hmm. because if no one else, like if my music doesn't take off, at least I have it so I can listen yeah. to it. Um, because I never try to make music that will like do good in the industry or whatever. I just make music that I personally like. And then if people, other people like it, so be it. Yeah. That's uh that's, that's, that's a really great way just to kind of, whenever you're creating anything, just make sure that, before anybody else or before anything else you like it yeah because that takes pressure off of what if the fans don't like it what if it flops it's like i really don't care if it's if it doesn't do well Mm -hmm. because my numbers are already are are already low as is and like some of my own unreleased uh trap metal songs like they're probably not going to hit more than 100 200 plays but i've probably played them 50 75 times Mm -hmm. in the two days that they've existed yeah just because i like them so much yeah and it makes making music a, so much more fun when i can genuinely enjoy what i'm making oh for sure because i uh i released an album back in june and it was like the very i, I put out a single a week before it dropped and then i dropped the album but i didn't care i was like Okay, maybe a couple people will listen to it, but I made it. I made sure everything sounded right, and like that's the only thing that really mattered to me was right. that I I could sit down and listen to this album because I enjoy it, and I could listen to it all day. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's just cool because like once it's out there for the public, you get to see who else enjoys it as much as you do. Right, right. Because that's how I've built a lot of my really strong friendships is I've just done my thing and found people that work with me and found people that I work with well and just made really solid friendships with those people. Yeah. And, I mean, speaking of that, you um, tell me about the Umbrella Collective. That's that's what it's called, right? Okay. Yeah, Umbrella. Um those guys are some of my best friends in music like they are some some of the most genuine nicest people i know in the whole music Mm -hmm. scene some of the most talented musically like sinju dude that man is freaking nuts he can make uh hyper pop really well he can make trap metal really well he can make boom bap rap really Mm -hmm. well so he's definitely one of the hidden gems in umbrella um but umbrella started as like a trap metal or like hard rap collective um it was originally going to be just like a producer collective uh kind of like wave force or digital dior 
Um, but uh, just like slowly, more of us in the collective started making actual songs. Mm -hmm. uh, Sinju was the originally the only one that was an artist uh, as well as a producer. And then uh, I think it was uh, Ari, Rx Rose, uh, that began doing music as well. And then I started it too. So then, oh no, and then, no, well, Fear on her left, but Fear was the fourth artist in the group. Mm -hmm. Um, I miss that dude. I, I wish he didn't leave the collective. He was really awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's like a whole weird half producer, half artist collective. And, uh, we put out monthly tapes that are like 25 to 30 minutes long and they're just compilations of really hard beats or songs we've made yeah. that month just as kind of a way to encapsulate what us what we as a collective did that month mm -hmm. um and they're always super dope to listen to in my opinion that's sick and um i mean how'd you kind of get involved with them and everything uh i had followed geist who is the guy who started mm -hmm. it uh he i'd been following him for a little bit and then one day i saw him post about he was starting a collective um and he said look at this video for the kind of stuff we're listening for email submissions to and then he put the uh, collective email and the beat was this really hard trap metal beat that he made it made and i was like i'm about to start producing this exclusively i'm gonna go send some of my stuff yeah. in um, and then the beats I sent in, in my opinion, weren't like compared to what I have now, mm -hmm. um, like the, like the beats I submitted were not very good compared to what I have now. Mm -hmm. Um, but I got, uh, accepted into the collective and from there just went up and, uh, I bounced off of those guys. Uh, like we all worked off of each other really well. All had great chemistry and we all helped each other get better at producing. Like, uh, I don't think my, my beats wouldn't be where they are now if geology didn't make his, uh, cooked kit and send it to all of us for free mm -hmm. because that, that drum kit has some of my current, like go-to sounds. Yeah. Um, like there's this one 808, the, uh, submissive 808. It's probably the best 808 I've ever used. Um, because, it sounds really good just by itself, but then it also sounds really, really good if you distort it a mm -hmm. lot. Because some 808s, they sound good really distorted, but by themselves they sound bad yeah. and vice versa. But this 808 works for like any genre of music I'm trying to produce. So it's it's such it's just such a good kit, bro. Mm -hmm. It's it's freaking nuts. Shout out to him. I'm gonna have to go uh, check that out. Yeah, shout out to him. Definitely go get that. So, I mean, I know because, like, a lot of people, they produce stuff and then they also, like, release it as, like, let's say, like, EDM or trap metal or anything. And so, do you, which which part of it do you kind of find the most joy out of? Like, the production part of it or, like, the actual, like, uh. putting the words on, finishing it up and everything? I like all of it equally. Mm -hmm. um, after I put Ozone out, I'm not going to make, like, Future Base is not going to be my priority for 2021. 
Um, recently, I've started getting a lot into actually making trap metal songs and not just producing trap metal beats. Mm-hmm. So making uh, a trap metal album or a lot of singles and then also making some death step songs because one of my friends eli uh he's known on twitter as 717na mm-hmm. um recently i've he he sent me a song and it was this weird death step type beat it was it just had like some death step growls mm-hmm. and stuff but for the most part it was just a trap beat and he said yo send me something like this i want to make some trap or some death some death step and I was like, all right, I got you. So I sent him two uh, full Death Step songs that would have worked just completely on their mm-hmm. own. And then he sent me back the songs he's made with them, and they're genuinely some of his best music. It's just, it's really good. Yeah. So Death Step and Trap Metal are going to be my two super, like, things I'm going to focus on next yeah. year. But uh, I feel like 2020 was, like, my year for uh, Future mm-hmm. Base. Um, and I got, I would say I'm like the most proud, the thing I'm most proud of is definitely this, this album. Um, but just throughout the whole year, I've had a ton of fun making EDM. Um, and I've experimented with, with like that one other genre. I don't know like what the official, uh, name for it is. Um, but it's, I've heard some people call it hardcore. Some people call it hard style, but, uh, I made one song of that and I liked it, but it's just not my thing. But yeah, yeah, I feel that it's like it's cool, but it's not like you're dying to make it, right? Like it's cool to know that I can make it if I want to. It's mm-hmm. just not something I want to put. I don't want to put like ozone level energy into a uh, hard style EP yeah. because I just it won't it won't be what I like. Yeah. And um, do you, do you think that like other producers and other people who are like making just kind of either EDM or just like trap beats or anything that they should kind of invest their time into like making a full project? Uh, if uh, unless they really enjoy EDM and can see themselves doing EDM further down the road, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't. Mm-hmm invest that amount of time but i've known for because like i grew up playing this game called geometry dash where all of the music in the game was super focused on edm and just from playing that game at a super young age i knew at some point in my life i wanted to make some of that music Mm -hmm. so personally making making an edm album was something i've been wanting to do for years now so that's why i put in that effort to get that done um but uh i would like if you want to, you can try making an EDM album of whatever genre you want. But uh, personally, uh, if I wasn't into EDM as much as I am, I wouldn't have done mm-hmm. it. It's just make sure so, you kind of you really yeah. like it enough to yeah. put all that time yeah. and effort into it. Yeah, yeah. Be sure you really want to do it before you put over a year of work into it, yeah. and then because. The, I was originally just going to drop three songs mm-hmm. as the, uh, like, this is the older, like, first edition of the Ozone mm-hmm. tape. It was originally just going to be three songs, and all three of them sucked. The only the only song that's still in its original form from that very first album versus the official release is the title track, Ozone, 
but I've remixed that song and finalized it probably 70 times. It feels mm-hmm. like probably closer to like 10, <laughs> but it's, it sounds so much better compared yeah, to the original version. Sure. And where'd the name come from? Ozone. Uh, I just thought of it one day. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just sitting in, uh, sitting in, uh, science class. I, I needed a name for the album. Then my teacher started talking about ozones, the ozone layer and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to use that as the album name. You're like, yeah, that kind of sounds sick. I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's exactly my thought process. Yeah. There's um, there's no like meaning behind it or anything. It's just... Hey, I mean, you can make it up whenever you need to. Yeah. There's a, there's a plugin, I'm pretty sure, called Ozone. That's why it... Yeah. I don't know what it is, yeah. but like whenever I saw uh, it, yeah. I was like, "Oh, a, uh, that's what yeah. I connected it with for some reason." Yeah, ozone imager. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I have that, and I actually used it on in mastering it. Oh, there we go. So there's the connection. That's, that's a. There's the connection. The album's called Ozone because <laughs> I mastered it with Ozone. Hey, it's hit hit up Ozone. Be like, hey, sponsor <laughs> me. I'm 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 I mixed and mastered <laughs> yeah. this with your plugin. Yeah. And I named it yeah. after it. I need the sponsorship. Yeah, yeah come on, Isotope. I, I need the sponsorship. Imagine you get it. Be crazy. That'd be, that'd be yeah, that'd be crazy. That would be insane. Just, I saw this tweet. It was, um, oh, it was one of the people who is with Digital Dior. And yeah, he was like, showed how he got signed. And he literally uh replied to like a tweet and he was like hey you should sign me with like a picture under it but it was like one of those it was just like a meme under it and i saw that yeah i it was the funniest thing i've ever seen it was just because i could just picture it in my like head this this person just tweets it as a joke and then the next thing you know it's actually happening yeah that's what you should pull with uh with them yeah i'll do that and then next thing you know, you're signed to Isotope. They're making they're making plugins for you now. Yeah. I'm I'm, twe- I'm tweeting that right now. <laughs> I'm gonna go peep it because I can now. Bet. Let's see. Live tweets in the middle of the episode. That's how we're doing things from now on. <laughs> All right, I tweeted it. See it. I actually just did that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey, it's worth a shot. It is worth yeah, a I shot. Mean, <laughs> I guess it is. But um move, moving on. Um so you're because like you kind of your style is more like aggressive music right yeah yeah is that just kind of something that you just went with or was that like your original intent like hey i'm gonna make music it's gonna be aggressive or did it just kind of come out of nowhere yeah it was not my original intent at all when i first heard artists like scar lord and little darky i hated their music I was like, how can anyone in their right mind like this? And then a few years later, I stumbled across it again. And I was like, no, this is actually pretty good. And then I started making more of it. And then that just became what I was known for and what I produced mm-hmm. mainly. 
So it really just happened out of nowhere. I wasn't like, all right, I'm going to be exclusively trot metal. Yeah. It just happened. That's kind of just what stuck. Yeah, that's just what stuck. And do you kind of see yourself kind of changing it at all, or that's what you're running from for now? Uh, For now, I'm definitely going to be running trap metal. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm definitely going to be doing a lot more aggressive EDM. Um, So stuff like Death Step, Heart Style, that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Because I do feel like my future base phase is kind of wearing out. Um, I'm going to make more of it in the future, but just not as as much as I did this Mm -hmm. year. Just kind of putting it in the back seat and working on other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you planning dropping anything uh, next year? Um, I'm planning on dropping quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping to get at least one trap metal album out. Um, and then I feel like it would be cool to at least get like a Death Step EP, mm-hmm. like at minimum an EP out. Yeah. Um, so that's like my plans for 2021. A couple projects. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I got, I spent the day yesterday going through SoundCloud looking for artists who, uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of just like, and so I found like four or five and my plan is to drop either an EP or an album with all of them. Yeah, that's what dope. I'm working on now. But I gotta, I gotta figure out how this is gonna look for next year, and then right. f- making it more manageable. Yeah, just because right now it takes so much time to film it, then edit it. And then make sure right. everything looks right. And then to upload. Oh my gosh. Uploading it to YouTube is yeah. a whole day process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like YouTube needs to figure out how to make stuff upload faster. Yeah, yeah that's that's true. YouTube does take a year, it feels like, to upload stuff. Like for like a two and a half minute beat, it takes like 20 minutes to upload. So yeah. for like an hour that's long episode. I stopped. It takes so long. Yeah. That's why I stopped uploading like beat videos to YouTube just because it took too long out of my yeah. day. But like this this whole month, the month of December, I'm just taking a step back and figuring out a plan for this next year. Yeah. Like I'm still making beats. I'm still doing this, but not as much just because I need to figure out how to do it to where it doesn't take up as much time as it does right now. Right, right, right. But we'll see how it is. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's fun. It's I like it. It's just yeah. lots of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things that are actually fun just take a long time because you got to put effort into it. Like, like with Ozone, I had a blast mm-hmm. making it, but... When I, when I started on me wanting to make an EDM EP, I didn't realize it was going to take me a year or more to yeah. make it. I thought I was going to have it done in two, three mm-hmm. months. But no. <laughs> I could have been more wrong. And I mean, because at least you didn't have to deal with, like, at least I don't think you had to deal with, but 
relying on like other people to get stuff back to you yeah yeah i didn't yeah because that's that's the nice part because when i was making my album i had like i i sent beats out to like the artists and then they had to send like their vocals back and right i had about six release dates in my mind yeah that i missed every single one because i'm yeah. like i should have it by now didn't have it i should have it by then release it then didn't have it but yeah that's another re like the whole idea of me not wanting to depend on other people mm-hmm. like i've never liked the idea of me like having to depend on someone else for something or feel like i'm taking up somebody's time with yeah. something so, so that's why with all of my music anything i wanted to do i did it myself mm-hmm. um like anything any graphics that i needed any mixing or mastering or whatever that i needed i all did i did all of that myself and i definitely feel like being kind of a lone wolf i guess doing everything myself 100 percent benefited me in the long run because now instead of just being a beat maker i know i can do vocals i can mix vocals i can master vocals i can mix and master full edm projects if i need Mm to uh I can make whatever kind of beat my friends want, or I can make whatever kind of beat I want. And it's just knowing I have the creative liberty to do whatever I want just is a good feeling because like, I'm not thinking, okay, what are some, I'm not having to remember producers that I like for trap metal and remember producers I like for hyper pop or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just know if I want to make a hyper pop song, I can open up FL studio and make the beat and then record the vocals and then mix the vocals and then do everything I need to do not have to wait on an engineer to mix it or to master it or whatever i just know i've got it and i can do it on my own time yeah you have you know when it will be done and you know it'll be done how you like it for sure yeah yeah which i mean that's nice just because you're like hey i want to drop this song right now you can get it done immediately because yeah you do everything pretty much yeah and is that something that you think a lot of people should kind of make sure they know is like they know how to do everything just so they don't have to rely on other people? Yeah, I definitely think producers that are working a lot with artists, I definitely think you should understand mixing and mastering super in depth such that you don't have to rely on uh you don't have to rely on other engineers because if you can do everything yourself mm-hmm. then you're not having to you're a not having to wait on other people b not having to like rely on other people that's the same thing as what <laughs> i just said um but the biggest another big reason that i did everything myself was just because i didn't have the money to pay other people to yeah. do it so by learning how to do all of that yourself you're saving yourself uh not having to pay uh engineers to do everything for you you can save all of that money on like I can make an entire album if I wanted to just by myself mm-hmm. because I could do the artwork. I could do the mixing, mastering, recording. I could do everything just free of charge because I can do it. But some people that don't know how to do that, they're having to pay because so like some rappers don't know how to make album covers, don't know how to mix, master, produce. So they're having to pay for beats, pay for mixing, pay for mastering, mm-hmm. pay for promotion, pay for artwork, pay for music videos, all that stuff. When if they put in the time to learn how to do that, that's suddenly four or five things that they just don't have to pay for anymore. Yeah. So that saves them money. 
and lets them have the creative liberty to do everything and make all the music exactly how they want to make it. Yeah, for sure. So I definitely think people should take the time to learn um, how to be more versatile in what they can do yeah. because it, 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 it like irrefutable. It, oh my God, I cannot <laughs> talk today. It irrefutably benefits yeah. you in every aspect of producing. I'm still trying to process that word. I have no idea what that word even means. Uh, like you can't prove that I'm wrong. It's like a fact that doing what I just said will help you. Yeah, okay. I was like, I, I, I've heard it. I feel like I've heard it. But right. No, a hundred percent. Like, just even because, like, let's say you're working with an artist and they already have a beat. You can still mix. You can still mix and master their stuff, or you can still do something that's not making the yeah. beat because you have the yeah. knowledge and you have the experience of doing it. Right, right. It right. opens a lot more opportunities when you do know multiple things. Yes, definitely. Um, that's that's yeah. true. I uh, I wanted to I wanted to mention this, but congrats on your uh, 2020 numbers. Thank you, man. I uh, I pu- like, I have it pulled up on Twitter right now. Yeah, but like, that's crazy. Yeah, for because I just started releasing stuff. Let me check my DistroKid. It should say because like I only started when was this released? Yeah, August. I've only been I've only had music out since mm-hmm. August. So the fact that I hit the numbers that I did in six, I think yeah, six months. Yeah, like. If you had told me that at the end of the year, I would have ha- I would have gotten almost two k streams. Let me go back and actually find the picture. It's it's, it's down here somewhere. Uh, yeah. If if you would have told me that I would have had one point eight k streams and been played in twenty six countries, I would not have mm-hmm. believed you for a second. But just the fact that that happened, it's still surreal to yeah. me that people went out of their way to listen to my stuff. Like, it's just crazy to me. And I mean, 73 hours, that's about, about three days. Three days in yeah. an hour. Which is crazy. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens next year because I've got so much more music mm-hmm. planned for next year. Especially with all the growth and everything that's happened this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm excited for. I'm I'm super excited for this next year. Yeah, I'm like I'm incredibly excited for next year. Uh like I've already said, because I can wait to see what I do mm-hmm. next year and then all of my friends have music coming out next year that I that I'm really excited for because some of it I've produced and then some of it I'm just fans of their music mm-hmm. and really am excited to hear like i know my friend seven seven one seven and a he's releasing his next album social media called love part two that's a fire name uh uh yeah that sick name. that's dropping yeah that's dropping early next year january or february i've produced two or three songs on that album and then we've got a ton more music and mm-hmm. that's unreleased so next year's gonna be dope yeah. like all the connections and placements and stuff like that that I've made this year, all of that's dropping next yeah. year. So 
next year is going to be super yeah, yeah. awesome. I feel like I definitely like even this like even this past year has been like just a weird year in general. It's yeah. definitely been one of the best years for me, hundred percent. Yeah same here like people are are always saying that 2020 sucks whatever like sure there have been things that aren't so good about this year but for me 2020 has definitely been so far the best probably the best year of my life me too 100 percent. and i uh just i'm 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 just i'm so ready for next year just to be able to push the momentum from this last year into that yeah definitely because i i have so much planned for 2021 yeah that now i that i have like the experience and the connections and everything i know i can be able to go through with it and i know like the best options for it too yeah yeah definitely 2021 is going to be awesome Mm -hmm. So, we before we close out the episode, because we are yeah we're at okay we're at forty minutes. Um, yeah. Tell me about like your profile picture and everything. Um, let me think about this because I don't really have much I can say about it. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think because like I I don't know what like because I don't know that's that that's like, kind of like how people recognize you. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I even chose it. I was just like, you know, I was not like I I I don't know. I'm lost for words. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, I just. Like the whole reason I'm using like a wolf character thing is just because I think it looks mm-hmm. cool and like there's no like specific reason yeah. specifically that, I, that I'm doing it. I just think it looks cool and it's like the same reason uh, people choose per- like an Xbox profile picture. Yeah. And like my whole like online presence, like I don't like I never liked showing my face mm-hmm. that much. So having a character that I feel like uh, represents me well and that I know I like – and, like, a character that I like to be my, quote, online presence, mm-hmm. um, like, that's why I do it because yeah. I, like – if people think – when the people think of Torix, I like that that's what people see and not literally me mm-hmm. because I just don't like to have my – they see more of like the image and the brand than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the name? Where did that come from? Uh <laughs> it's such a funny story when I say this. Um back in eighth grade, uh my I was in a my school had a elective and it was a logic class and my parents signed me up for it. Uh, one day my teacher was making up a, just making up a random word. Uh, and I can't remember what the full word is, but at that time I knew I needed a name, uh, that I could use as my brand and as my name for everything. Cause I was, I knew that, cause that's when 
I started taking producing seriously. Yeah. So I knew I needed something that I could use as my name. And I didn't want it to be something really long or hard to remember or hard to pronounce. Mm -hmm. um, so he just made up a word and it was a really long word. So I just like cut off uh, the end. Um, and the end bit that I cut off was Torix. And I was like, you know what? I'll use this as my producer name. And then it just stuck. It's a sick name. I like it. Thank I'm trying you. to figure out what word it'd be the end to. No, it, it was something he just made up off okay. the top of his head. It, did, it didn't mean it. It was just gibberish. Okay. So I just took it and used it. Yeah. Got, it's got a, like a it's unique and it's got like a cool ring to it too yeah all right so the way we end every episode is we got three questions well two questions wait let me see how i'm doing this just because i don't want to screw it up um okay yeah we got three questions. All right. First one is, if any two artists could drop a collab album right now, who would you want them to be? Ooh. If any two artists could drop a collab, oh, that's uh, oh, that's it's actually kind of hard because there are multiple artists mm -hmm. that I want to do a collab. But if I had to like think the two. Probably Scarlet and Bad Lad. I just think that they would make a really good combo because uh, I feel like their sound would bounce off of each other really yeah. well as far as trap metal. All right. Second one is if there's out of any of the songs out right now, which one do you wish you would have made? Uh, let me think because there's so many that I wish I made. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, I really, really, really wish I had made. I'm trying to think of like the song that's like when you think of trap metal, that you think of it. Come to think of it, I really wish I made "Hard Attack" by Scar Lord. That song's like the quintessential trap metal song, and like. When you think Scarlord, you think trap metal, and when you think trap metal, you think Scarlord. Mm -hmm. So it's like that one song that's like held at the podium of trap. Yeah, metal. it's like, like the one of the best songs. It's the classic. Yeah, it's like the song, song that you automatically go to when you hear the genre. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Heart Attack really made trap, really cemented Scarlord and trap metal as a genre, mm -hmm. as like a real genre, and that like. It's not just some weird under. I mean, it is a weird underground genre, but like it made it more like obvious that it's an actual. Yeah, it's thing. not like just a joke. It's people are actually. Doing yeah, it. it's. Yeah. All right, and the last question is from Pretty Boy Cole. Call, yeah, call. Um, yeah. Out of like, what? Or who are like your favorite artists outside of like the kind of genres that you make? And do you think that they affect and inspire like your sound at all? Okay. Uh oh, I make just about every <laughs> genre there is. So I'll just okay, I'll just go outside of the scope of trap mm -hmm. metal. Um I would say some of the bands I listen to a lot is Seven Dust, which is a uh metal band that me and my dad really, really mm -hmm. like. 
Um, I've sampled them before um, in Beats, but I just really like their sound and have incorporated some of their techniques into my actual songs, not just my beats. Um, And then... uh, I would say Scarlord, but that's trap metal. But, dude, I don't know. Um, There's a EDM producer, Elation, Mm -hmm. which... um, Hit, just his whole take to EDM really shaped how I produce yeah. it. Um, so, like, just how he does everything uh, just really inspired me into making EDM. Mm-hmm. So he's up there because I use his drum kit almost every EDM song I make. Um, so he's a really big influence to my music. Yeah. Um, but other than that, all my other big influences are all in trap metal, so they wouldn't count for this question. All right. Well, we got two things left. Um, what advice do you have for any up and coming producers that are just making kind of either your genre of music or just kind of any genre? Yeah. Um, in general, um, I would say uh, understand sound selection, understand mixing, um, and understand networking and how to uh, go about making connections with other artists and producers and stuff like that because uh, you you can have really good beats and be a good producer, but if uh, you're just rude to everyone for no reason, you're not going to get placements mm-hmm. and you're not going to make sales just because no one likes yeah. it. So, uh, learning how to network yourself properly, how to make beats, uh, effectively, um, and just understanding sound selection and sound design and stuff like that to help bring your style to your own beats and your own personality to your own Mm -hmm. beats, I feel like makes you stand out more than just your 15 year old, actually that's, that's me, uh, you're just kind of generic trap metal yeah. tra- oh my god i can't talk <laughs> today uh it will separate you from the uh really bad just generic trap beat producers mm-hmm. um because understanding all that stuff makes you more than just a beat maker like really being a producer and understanding the ins and outs of producing and mixing and mastering and networking and stuff like yeah. that really will get you a head start even if your beats are mid mm-hmm. just understanding how to network it's all about the image yeah it's definitely all about the image and i mean okay so that's you're 15 that's freshman year of high school right uh yes i believe so 10th grade 10th grade yeah so that's sophomore year i'm maybe yeah cause, yeah <laughs> cuz or at least yeah i think so 10th is sophomore. Yeah, I'm in 10th grade right now. Yeah. Because yeah. I turned 16 this month, okay. so 15, 16, whatever. Yeah, okay. No, no, yeah, that makes sense. Because you turned 15 freshman year and then 16. Okay, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense, yeah. Because I started driving midway through my sophomore year. That's right. Okay. That's crazy, though. That's uh. Make sure to make sure to make the most of it. While you're in school, yeah, because you got yeah, all the time in the I, world. I am, yeah. That's that's what I'm doing, or at least that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. 
All right, so I know you can't see it, but I'm going to be sending you a sticker, a season two sticker. All right. So um, whenever you get the chance, shoot me an address, and I will send it out right away. Sounds good. And, I mean, you're... You and everybody else who's been a part of season two are the only ones. Oh, and like I think three other people are the only ones who are going to get these stickers. That's yeah, cool. They're season exclusives. That's, that's not nice. not even the season one people got stickers. I started this this season. Damn. I know. There's going to be a few just because I'm having um, the whole 808 Genesis uh, group as our season finale. And yeah. Young Chaos and Drake Beats is on that, and they were in season one. Yeah. So they're the only two yeah. who were a part of season one on season, yeah. who are going to get stickers. Yeah. So. Sick. So, yeah, man. Thank you. Right. Thank you for uh, thank you for doing this. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah, th- yeah. Thank you for having me on. So. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Make sure to stay on the lookout for his album ozone it's gonna is it gonna be available on all platforms yes all right and it's actually on my band camp right now if you pre-order it you get the whole album early and you have a it's 10 you have a set release date for that uh christmas because it's perfect so make sure to go check that out it's gonna be a great christmas present 100 percent. yes and we will catch y'all next week or not next week we will catch y'all on friday thank y'all for watching